Welcome, everyone, to another episode of From Panel to Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Reiner, joined, as always, by our other host, Phil Hoff. Hello, sir. Good morning. I'm not used to doing things this early in the morning, so my voice will sound a little bit more nasally and different than usual. You sound exactly the same. Oh, good. It's That's just, just my who head you then. are, is morning Phil Hoff. <laughs> just continual in a perpetual state of mourning. We're going to start today's show on a somber note. George Perez, legendary comic book artist, passed away at the age of 67 after battling some health issues for a few years. He retired in 2019, but the impact he had on comics is still felt today. Phil, he worked on... Pretty much everything, you know, since since the 1980s, Marvel and DC, you know, the two big universes, mm-hmm. Crisis on Infinite Earths, Wonder Woman, uh, New Teen Titans, you know, it's his work on on DC, I think it really stands out. But he went between Marvel and DC for years. Whether you're, you're reading a book today, you know, just a, a new story, there's, there's a chance a, a costume he designed might be in there still or some ideas that he had for the universe uh, still persist today and he will definitely be missed. Definitely one of the artists that drew our childhoods, basically, because we're people that grew up in that era. Yeah, yeah. His, you know, his work was everywhere. And he did a ton of it. One thing I didn't uh, didn't get to check out, he after DC, his last stint at DC, he went over to Boom Studios. Oh, really? Where Something is Killing the Children is made. And he made a series called, a sci-fi miniseries called Sirens. So next time I'm at the comic shop, maybe you too, Phil, and, and our listeners, go see if you could grab Sirens to, uh, to check out his final work or look up some of his other work. Ask your store clerks uh, if they have any of collections of George Perez's work, because I think you'll be really impressed. And yeah, he's, he's one of comic books' legends. Yeah, sad day. In uh, other news, other than comic books, Phil... I went and saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I love that title, by the way. It is a sweet uh, title. Also, that is comic book related. How can you say not in the comic book universe? <laughs> well, I'm not talking reading comics. We're, we're <laughs> looking at them on the silver screen, the giant silver screen, the MCU version, right, of Earth 616. I love this movie. I think it's one of the best. You being a horror fan. Yeah are going to appreciate how much <laughs> gore and suspense that Sam Raimi ends up putting into this film. He's obviously the creator of Evil Dead, one of my favorite series as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it 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 just goes bonkers. It just kind of, I said it torches the comic book norm. True to form, like there is a lot of torching going on from Wanda in this film. To no surprise, she is kind of the, the antagonist of sorts. Hmm. This ties back in with the old Avengers disassembled comic series from, I think it was Brian Michael Bendis, where she kind of starts losing her mind. She fabricates two children, right? That Oh, yeah. That she thinks are real. And all that stuff started in the disassembled series. So again, run out to your comic shop. I got another recommendation for you. <laughs> Read those books. If you, I think it's only like three to five issues if I'm wrong. But that's where that whole idea came from. That led to uh, several Avengers dying in the comics. I won't say who. They kind of rolled this in. The Avengers are gone in the MCU at this point, right? So they are kind of toying with it in this, what do they call, phase four territory of just kind of discovering a new big threat to, to surface. And they're using the multiverse as kind of their de- destabilizing point, right? For creating uh, tension and chaos for the heroes and, you know, the universes in general. 
it's wonderful. Doctor Strange is hilarious, power as powerful as you want him to be, clever. There's some action scenes I didn't see coming. I'm a little undecided on a moment if I like or hate. <laughs> That's how <laughs> how all over the map I am with with a particular sequence where there's music used as like actual sound used as weapons huh. and musical notes. It was a little strange in its visual representation, but I like the concept when you think about sorcerers battling each other. Yeah. And they did a really nice job of explaining the multiverse and going into it and making it easy to understand and not just kind of having it be like Star Trek levels of confusing science. It's just kind of there. You just kind of you're on a roller coaster ride. They're taking you along at a nice pace. One of my favorite Marvel films. And I probably say that after every time I see a Marvel film. <laughs> I really got a lot out of it, and I like where it ends. There's a great mid credit sequence. This is another one of those where you're in the theater, and you could tell who the comic book fans are because they're all gasping, going, oh! and then everybody else is saying, who's, who's that? that purple person? Yeah, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I love the post credit sequences in movies because at that point, everybody feels like they could freely talk. The movie's over, right? So you start having discussions between the comic fans trying to, you know, bring people up to speed on who this character might be. I was a little confused by it at first, but I looked it up online and it is the character I think it is. Hmm. And if you're reading Doctor Strange today or Strange, I guess they call it now, you're going to be as up to speed as you need to be. So there's two issues of that series out. I highly recommend. Again, you go to your comic store and spend more money. So we got three things you got to buy. (laughs) George Perez's art. Or, you know, a collection from George Perez or Sirens from Boom. You need to get Avengers Disassembled, and then you need to get the first issue, two issues of Strange. I have a question about this movie. Uh-huh. Go for does, it. Does Bruce Campbell make an appearance? He does. Of course he does. He I has have, to. Does the car make an appearance? I did not see the car. Oh. There are you... evil books all over the place. Oh, some of which may be Necronomicons. They look very much like them. The, the dark hold. <laughs> I do like the fact that you said that it breaks down the multiverse into the most simplest of terms and really explains what it is to people. Because I know that even myself, having read comics as long as I can, sometimes get a little bit confused by everybody's multiverse and universes. It it gets a little bit overwhelming. And whenever it gets broken down easily, that's always, it, it, that's always nice. Yeah, it's just kind of there, right? Like they don't spend a lot of time breaking it down. Like they tried doing that in Spider-Man. No Way Home a little bit, the or even in sp- the second Spider-Man, Far From Home. Mm-hmm. And then Loki, they really took their time, like, here's what's going on with time and the fractures and <laughs> different realities. And that was almost, you know, Star Trek heady in its, in its <laughs> delivery. But yeah, Sam Raby and the writers here, they did a nice job of just smoothing that out, making it just kind of not even a road bump. It's just you just kind of roll with it. And it yeah, it's really good. That's really, cool. really good. And no matter what you're doing in Marvel now, everybody has alternate versions of themselves. Moon Knight, another show that just wrapped up, the final episode hit. You know, he's dealing with multiple personalities in his own mind, right? Not mm-hmm. not from a different universe. But so there are different versions of characters in different ways. I can see how that gets confusing. But Moon Knight, again, I love this show. Marvel can do no wrong, in my opinion. I even think <laughs> Thor Dark World. I know that's the one everybody oh, says boy. is a bad movie. I like the characters. I like some of the writing in it. Like the Thor moments are are kind of fun. So I got something out of it. I also got something out of Phantom Menace from from George Lucas, right? Like 
We, we I, love those lightsaber battles. I love we like the, the clones. <laughs> like there is so much good in the Phantom Menace. I make this argument all the time, and people just tell me I'm stupid, and I roll with it. Yeah, the universe building is great. You know, when you watch it, you're you're cringing at a lot of moments, but if you really think about what happened there and what you took out of it, there's a lot of good there. And I got that from um, from Dark World. Anyway, <laughs> Marvel can do no wrong. Moon Knight, a great series. You should watch that. It's what is it? Just six episodes. Yep. There's it gets a little long in the tooth at times and they keep teasing something that they reveal in the last episode over and over and over and comic readers know what's coming, right? Like they're like, yeah, just get there already. Mm-hmm. But for people watching, they're probably like, Oh, I hope, I hope they have a second season. They have not announced that there's going to be one yet, which is a bummer. But if moon Knight appears again in something else, like, you know, a new Avengers team or uh, defenders or who knows what they're going to do next. Um, hopefully they go into whatever that reveal is and it's not just kind of a, a post-credit stinger. It would be nice. Phil, let's go on to this week's books. I've been talking a lot. You're doing great, ton. though. I'm rambling. I'm um, still getting my voice warmed up. It's going to sound the same no matter what. It, even in your mind, if you think like, all right, now I'm I'm purring. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same, Phil. Damn it. Give me your favorite book from last week. Uh, my favorite book from last week, my favorite book from last week is probably going to be the same one as yours, and that is a book called Twig. Yeah, that is mine. Which was written by Scotty Young. Looks like it was inked by Kyle Stram. This looks to be a new, I want to call it sci-fi series, but I'm not going to call it a sci-fi series. It's based upon a little creature who's going to his first day of work and is late. And there is very subtle universe building between him and his friends and his task. And it ends on quite the note of, oh, wow, I got to see where this goes next. The art is absolutely adorable and very cartoonish, yet grounded at the same time, if that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. Yeah, it reminded me of Jeff Smith's Bone. Yes, that's the same feel that I got out of it as well. And Bone, what a classic. If this is half as good as Bone, we're in for a ride. Here's some bad news for you. Bone was going to be a Netflix series, animated series. And when Netflix's stock took a hit and they lost subscribers for the first time and who knows how long, they canceled it. I feel like Bone is a series that would bring people back to Netflix. Right? Yeah. It's such a great family story. Mm -hmm. When you're at the comics shop already dropping $100, (laughs) pick up the first trade of Bone. It's fantastic. But first grab Twig since it's modern, it's current, and it'll hopefully go on for quite some time. I, what were your thoughts on it? I adored it. Like I, when I first started reading it, I was like, oh, should this have been in like the, the kids section? Because I, I was like, oh, I think, I think this is going to be really kind of lighthearted, family-ish. And then as it went along, I was like, oh, nope, it's in the right spot. <laughs> it, it, it has some dark tones. There's a lot of universe building that happens just within a couple of panels yeah, and just the entire arc for the character is kind of upended and moved in a different direction. I didn't expect the role that twig I think is, is going to play is fascinating mm-hmm. and it's wide open from here. Like this is one of those stories you're not going to be able to predict what's coming next, right? Like you're, you're still very much learning about, his role and what he needs to do. And, but it sounds ginormous, right? Like it sounds like he's got the weight of the the world on his shoulders and uh, 
yeah, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see what comes next. And Scott you- Young, one of the greatest artists going today, does so many different variants for yes, very cartoony, right? Like whatever he does, like an X Men variant or something like that. It almost looks Calvin and Hobbesy, right? Like it's it's very different, like almost big headed characters, but just a, a vision unlike anybody else in the industry. And yeah, it's it's nice to see a new series like this just get uh, get rolling on such a from him in, in such a strong way. I don't know if you got the same vibe that I did, but even after finishing the first issue, in my brain, I automatically pictured an open world video game as well. Yeah. Oh gosh. Could you imagine that? Like just Who'd that you fantasy want to develop style. That? Oh boy. I wouldn't even know where to start with that. I mean, I would love to say like a naughty dog from back in their Jack and Daxter days, just because I think that art style would, would yeah, carry very over colorful. very nicely. Just very colorful. Very. Yeah. It's like every hill is stylized, right? Like there mm-hmm. isn't just a normal looking piece of land. Everything no. is just beautiful and striking and the characters and monsters and beasts and all that stuff that you run into look cool and yeah it has kind of that i don't want to say medieval but there is a fantasy element of old world to it right and you can tell it's just going to be one big adventure which would be fun to play through yeah i hope it's not just five issues you know i want i want i want this kick to the groin yeah i just want this to be a new thing that we're reading for years to come because i really did enjoy it Mm -hmm. you do another one i've I've talked so much pick another one and i could riff all right, in that case, I'm going to go with Batman Killing Time number three. Uh-huh. And the main reason why I bring this up is because they introduced a key, well, potentially a new key character in this. His name is The Help. Oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to the comic store. <laughs> Getting a key issue. And he is somebody that's introduced and he's called into by the Penguin, who had the ever-loving hell beat out of him in the previous issue, to go and take care of the Riddler and Catwoman to get back the jewels and the things that were stolen. Um, small spoiler alert, him and Batman, the help and Batman get into a big fight. And it's very interesting because the help is calling out because this is an early kind of a flashback story into earlier in Batman's career. The help is calling out each and every move that Bruce is doing and who taught him that move. Whoa. So like he is well versed in the art of fighting and like he'll counter the move and be like, you were taught that by Rachel Ghoul. He only taught that by five other people, but I'm the one that taught Rachel Ghoul that move. Wow. And so like has some history. Yeah. And he's an older guy. And I think he even at some point it says that he's 88 in it, but you'd never know by the way that he fights and by his look. I mean, he's a little beat up and haggard looking, but he's a very, very intriguing character. And I hope he sticks around for at least throughout the course of this, this next three issues of this and maybe even continues into the main Batman universe unless they kill him off. But I thought he was a pretty cool character and he just handed Bruce's ass. That is fascinating. And, are the first three issues good? Is this a good story? Should I go back and get those? It's decent. I think you have the first one. Um, it's a story about a heist that takes place in Gotham where a bunch of different banks get robbed at the exact same time. Oh, yeah, time, I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah time yeah. does play a big factor into this because it does kind of bounce around a little bit and it tells you when and where things are happening, um, which I'm sure is going to all tie together in the long run. But it, it's been a decent read so far. Yeah, but like I said, I'd recommend checking out this issue just to see the debut of The Help. Yeah, the first one I was just kind of like, meh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm done. I don't need this side story here. Batman, by the way, Red Hot Week for him. Issue 123, which was Shadow War Part 5, was fantastic. Continues to be surprisingly dark. I think that's a good way to put it, Phil. Yeah. 
and making twists and turns that are really going to shake things up. Again, this issue ends and you're just like, ah, did that really happen? (laughs) Could that happen? Oh, it looks like it happened. And they keep using small things. Yeah. And the ninjas, the tidal wave of ninjas came back, this time armored with guns. And that's as spoilery as I'm going to get on that because, uh, yeah, ninjas with guns. That's that's a good reason to read this. (laughs) I legit chuckled when Deathstroke said something along the lines of, Ninjas with guns? These guys are stealing my gimmick now. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see where this goes. There can't be much left, right? I don't Again, think I don't is. like looking ahead. And I know for our listeners, they're probably like, jeez, guys, do your research. But I don't like being spoiled. I don't like having that information in my head at all times. Sometimes it's unavoidable. And you see it on like the back page or something like that. But yep. I try to try to skip that stuff. But this is a series that's spinning into Batman. It's going into Deathstroke Inc. and Robin. Those are the three, right? Yep, as well as a couple of standalones, like the first one, the Shadow War Alpha, and I think they're wrapping it up with the Shadow War Omega as well. Of course they are. They always have a dumb naming convention that we're going to be confused (laughs) by 10 years from now, like, where did this all start? How did it begin? Because we'll have our comics all in, like, their proper collections, like Shadow War, you know, Batman issue 123 is going to be in our Batman collection right Mm -hmm. next to issue 122 and 124. But Shadow War Omega and Alpha, who knows? You know, those just go in our DC. Those will be in the S's. (laughs) Ah, Just a mess. Just put it all together. They just gave us the Alpha and the Omega off of Fear State as well to kick off and close. Like Batman's just stuck doing Greek, doing the Greek alphabet right now. And then let's stick with Batman. Flashpoint Beyond. Yeah. Walk us through the beginning of that film. Oh, boy. I don't even remember how it began, except for the fact that Aquaman and Wonder Woman are pissed off at each other and Wonder Woman's being held hostage and she's going to end up being killed. Because what was it? The Atlanteans are declaring war on, was it Great Britain, if I remember correctly? I don't know. I read this last Thursday. Yeah. It starts with uh, Thomas Wayne, who's Batman in this, I guess the main Batman. They're both here, but eating steak and and really, really thinking a lot. (laughs) <laughs> I tried to give you like set up. I was just like, this is a strange thing that's happening. Right now. <laughs> but I, I kind of like watching Batman eat steak. <laughs> There's, well, you never see superheroes eat in general for the most part, unless it's Spidey yeah. hanging upside down, munching on a slice of pizza. He makes decent cuts of the meat. Yep. He uses a fork. Well, <laughs> good table manners. So, yeah, I was, I was kind of, kind of blown away by that. I was like, sweet. I really you like know? how dark this series is as well, too. Yeah, and speaking of dark, dark crisis, free comic book day. Yeah. Another reason to go out to your comic book store. You might be a little late. Some of the free books might be gone. Some stores have plenty left, as as I find around here. Uh, Our store, Mind's Eye Comicsville. Yep. They even had some issues from last year up on their rack. Oh, wow. So, um, but you're going to want to get, there's a a handful of titles you want. You're going to want to grab Dark Crisis which is DC's next big event. They have a nice tease here. It's only it's a very short uh, setup, but it kind of brings you up to speed on what to expect from the next, you know, infinite crisis, kind of the, that story uh, thread that they've been dangling since the 80s. Again, tying <laughs> with George Perez. Yep. And then you're also going to want to get Judgment Day, which is Marvel's next big setup. That is Eternals meets Avengers meets... X-Men or maybe versus all those, all of them battling together. 
Eternals on that one is strange, right? Like that's that's the wrinkle that's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Well, I mean, the Eternals and Avengers have kind of been doing their thing in the Eternals anyway, so you might as well throw the yeah. X-Men into it and turn it into a brouhaha. Yeah, so all that's coming to a head. And then there's also the one I liked the most was Spider-Man Venom, which gives us setups for both Amazing Spider-Man moving forward, the Zeb Wells series, and then also Venom. I think Venom has been a little bland lately. We haven't talked about it after Donny Cates' departure. Yep. It's just kind of, you know, you, you have his son Dylan taking over in the Venom role, which is cool. I like the chain. I like how he's a little different. But Eddie Brock, you know, that's that's what we want to know what's going on there. And you get a little taste of that in this issue. Okay. Of what's coming for Eddie. But you also see, you know, Ben Riley. Remember what happened to him? Yeah. You get to see his costume a little better uh, in this this issue here. Hmm. Um, a little tease. And that's a bit of a spoiler. I apologize. But that's a good reason to pick it up, right? And it's free. So just run out to your comic shop and grab that because, uh, yeah, it's 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 well worth a read. Anything else, Phil, stand out this week? It was uh, a little was lighter just, for us. It was lighter, which I'm not complaining too heavily about after the last year and a half. Um no, I was just going to mention too, like, I hate to be this guy, but if you're running into the comic shop to grab free comics, please buy something else as well. Support the store. Don't just get the free stuff. Yeah. Oh, we were going to talk about Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how uh, the, It was just surprising that, you know, you pick up this book. On, it's not false advertising per se. He's in the book, but the cover very much says you're going to see old Obi-Wan and modern Obi-Wan and maybe Darth Vader. But then inside it's it's young Padawan Obi-Wan. You're getting to know his origin story and learning <laughs> how it all began for him. And I don't know. It was kind of neat. Are you going to keep going with that one? Yeah, I'm going to keep going with that. I tend to buy all Star Wars comics just because I enjoy the expansion of the universe. What is your favorite Star Wars ongoing comic right now? Is it um, Darth Vader or just the main probably continuity? Probably Vader. The main continuity started out as being my favorite, but I've I've enjoyed watching the, the Vader tale unfold. But now it's all the Crimson Dawn stuff that's tied in between everything else, which has been a good story. Don't get me wrong. But when that comic or when that run initially started, it was all about him trying to find out what happened to Padme and where Padme is like in between. What was it in between that? Was it in between Empire and Jedi that they were showing or was that in between? I don't remember exactly how it started, but like I thought it was really intriguing stuff to learn what all was transpiring. And same even with the main Star Wars title. Bounty Hunters title I enjoy as well, just because the story is about bounty hunters and that's fun. I want him to like look for Luke, you know, like just be like, I'm. <laughs> Um, I'm sure it'll get I'm to that point for, where uh, it'll, it'll be a big Luke? quest of the Empire or the First Order looking for Luke. But he'll be like, uh, this probably won't work. But, you know, his last name is it's supposed to be Skywalker. Uh, I'm guessing they change it. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We get we found him. He's he's on Tatooine. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. That's his name. And he'll be like, holy hell, it's this easy. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't change his name. Sweet. He went into uh, hiding really, really well. You Luke Skywalker? No, I'm Luke Skytalker. Yeah. Or even if he doesn't know Luke's name, he's like, I'm just, it's a very unusual last name, Skywalker. And they're like, oh, we have one on, on Tatooine. Yes. <laughs> his name's Luke. <laughs> and, it, you know, we're getting that series in a couple of weeks where we are going to see Obi-Wan and Luke or Obi-Wan and Vader battle again. Yeah. Which is going to be cool because it's Hayden Christensen as uh, Darth Vader and then Owen McGregor as Obi-Wan. And, you know, there's that line in, in the A New Hope, like, we meet again. Mm -hmm. You know, it, now I am the, I was the learner, now I'm the master. I don't know how they're going to have a battle here and still have that dialogue make sense. 
I don't know. As far as we knew, the last time they battled was at the end of episode three. Yeah, and it, it totally was like very poetic at that point, right? Like, yep. you know, I have the high ground, lopped off your legs and arm, you're in lava, haha, see you later. Um, but now it's like they're going to battle again, maybe, <laughs> maybe more than once here. I was about to say, do we know for a fact that they're going to battle or is it just going to be like Vader shows up and Ben just goes, oh crap, and flees? Well, if the artwork that's been released is any indication, they're going to use lightsabers against each other. Well, I can draw a bunch of stuff, too, but nobody's going to consider that a spoiler. <laughs> you know, we're already getting false advertising on the cover of this comic book. We might as well do it for the TV show, too. Maybe they, they, they're just kind of like fly by on speeder cars and kind of look at each other, you know, just like stare at each other like you. Yeah. Giving a force middle finger as they go by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Phil, uh, I don't know. I if I'm looking at what else I read. There's I didn't like Spider-Man 2099 Exodus, even though Ghost Rider is pretty funny in that and over the top. There's not much else that really kind of stood out this week. Yeah, nothing that really blew my brain. I did read Archer and Armstrong Forever, which was my first time dabbling into an Archer and Armstrong book. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty amusing. And now I kind of want to go back and track down some of the older stuff just to see what got us to this point. What uh, what makes it tick? Um, just the comedic duo between the two of them. You got the young, I don't remember which one's which, but the alcoholic immortal ends up getting an ear lopped off and it doesn't regenerate like it should. So now they're on the quest to figure out why his regenerative powers aren't working the way that they should be. Hmm. And somebody has acquired his ear and is looking to do something nefarious with it. Oh, one other thing for comic book, free comic book day. There is a Clementine issue one mm. released. This is um, ties in with the Walking Dead video game series, and it is the continuation of Clementine's story. So you see her in her, I guess, late teenage years, kind of what happens next. So if you like those games, you know, obviously Lee and Clem from the first Walking Dead is as good as it gets. Yeah, that was excellent storytelling. But writer and artist Tilly Walden is continuing that story. There will be a Clementine book one graphic novel releasing in June, and this is kind of the lead up to it. So hmm. that is something for our video game listeners out there. Phil, let's move on to next week's books. Let's prepare ourselves. After what we called the biggest week ever, last week i think that um this is going to be the, one of the smallest weeks ever phil maybe for you i'll change all that <laughs> we're gonna have to plan on some other content for next week's episode because i i think we're gonna breeze through these books pretty quick okay here we go x-men 11 i'll grab it wonder woman 787 superman son of cal l number 11 Spawn 329. This is the first time we have ever had four titles read where I haven't said yes to three of them or right? even a single one. I think I might get you here. Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood. I don't know. That sounds like one of those compilation issues where it's just like yeah. three short stories that don't tie into anything. Maybe. Yeah. I got you now. Crossover number 13. 100% in. Bam! Noctera number 10. Batman, Urban Legends 15. Yep. Batgirl's number six. Oh, that's still going, huh? Something called Hulk versus Thor, Banner of War Alpha number one. 
Well, that sounds interesting. Let's see. Oh, what that's about. yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Finally. Donnie Cates, let's go. I am Batman, number nine. I'll get that as well. Suicide Squad, get Joker, number three. How do I not have the first two of those? That's weird. Okay. Future State, Gotham, number 13. The Scorched, number five. What if Miles Morales, number three, looks like he's turning into the Hulk. I might pick that up. That could be interesting, yeah. Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number one. Yes, yes, yep. yes. And then next week, I believe, sent Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty begins. Okay. Shang-Chi, number 12. Here's the biggest book of the week, and I'm not even joking. Jurassic League, number one. That is on my poll list, and I am so stoked. It is the Justice League as dinosaurs. Which is what we've always wanted and we've been clamoring for. Wonder Woman as a Triceratops. Let's go. <laughs> the Walking Dead Deluxe, number 38. Yep. The Sandman Universe, Nightmare Country, number two. I thought you said there was nothing going on this week. Why am I at eight already? <laughs> that one's a, that's a yes for me, too. Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes, number three. Mighty Morphin, number 19. Seven Secrets, number 17. King Conan, number four. Time Before Time, number 12, from Cindy Lauper. I was going to say the same thing. Farmhand, number 17. Grim, number one. I'm getting this. It's on my pull list. It's from Boom Studios. Okay, I'm in. Naomi, season two, number three. Yes, I've been enjoying that. Here's another one I'm getting from Image Comics, a new number one. Ding, ding, ding. Eight Billion Genies, number one. I might check that out. That sounds intriguing. Yeah, it's a lot of genies. A lot of characters to get to know. Why Norse mythology. Just, mm-hmm. I was going to say, why don't they just rename Shadow War Eight Billion Ninjas? Yeah, seriously. We might be, uh, maybe they are the genies. Maybe it's a crossover. Ooh. Norse mythology three, number four. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 292. We're eight issues away now, Phil, from the historic 300. Red Room Trigger Warnings, number three. Nottingham, number seven. Bunny Mask, The Hollow Inside, number one. Hmm. Batman, The Night Compendium Edition, number one. Those are a lot of words. I'm assuming it's a collector of the first three or four. <laughs> Here's one for me. Transformers, Last Bot Standing, number one. Sounds like a match of Fortnite. <laughs> Wait, Blood Transformers Cindy- aren't in Fortnite yet, are they? No. Interesting. Needs Not that I know because I don't play that dumb game. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we play as Moon Knight. Whenever we get a kill, we throw up, we do our Wu-Tang emote, putting the W in the air, waving our hands back and forth. We are amazing. I love it. It's such a great game. One of the best. Blood Syndicate, season one, number one. Hmm. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, Saturday morning adventures, number three. Um, this is as far down on the list as I've gone, and I think that's it. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog, imposter syndrome number four. <laughs> that means you got to track down the first three, and I hear they're all very rare. Oh, hey, here's a good jumping on point for people. Image first. This is, they bring a new ish number or an old classic oh, number yeah. one issue. And they're like 99 cents too, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing Department of Truth number one. I'll probably buy that. Just don't Phil, ask it's me how for many... new people. I, well, you, variants. And that is kind of it, man. I think that's it. We did it. 
how many it, that ended up being a lot, but a lot of the big ones are not here, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm still at nine right there with six or seven maybes that I'll walk into the comic store and Neil or Eric will point at something. I'll be like, okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> I brought up sure. to Eric the other day that they should be bonus that he should be bonusing the employees on how much more they can sell me that's not on my pull list. And oh, he thought that was a pretty good them. idea. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, you. I go in there and I'll see like Neil's picks. I'm like, oh, I'll get that. Mm-hmm. And I'll read it and then I'll be like, can I hold him accountable for not liking this? <laughs> Have you brought that to his attention yet? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Next I'll time. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I will. Uh, yeah. I will throw the book at his face and be like, how dare you recommend <laughs> this to me? <laughs> this is not in my wheelhouse. Do you not see what I get pulled for me? Uh, and thanks for all the reviews on Apple, by the way, we got, we got a lot of glowing reviews over there and, uh, we're getting tweets and DMS from people, uh, loving the show and we're having the time of our lives. At least I am Phil. I'm having a good time. I'm yeah, almost and- awake now too. So let's record the show. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back in seven days with another episode and plenty more reviews and recommendations of comic books and things to do in the comic world. We'll see you then everybody. <laughs>